are leading the pack with their traveling herds of fire suppressors. Arriving at a site, an electric fence boundary is erected. Then released from their trailers, the animals go to work, munching weeds, bushes, branches, and anything edible up to the goat's standing height of nine feet. Goats are better grazers than any other animals as they are nature's weed whackers and can easily access steep hillsides and rough terrain. Sheep love to eat the grasses. Both animals also help revitalize the soil with their waste, increasing its potential to hold water. Local governments and land management organizations are increasingly turning to the hired hooves for fire suppression in herds from 200 up to 7,000. It's an ecological win for the planet, the animals, and the people who herd them. And this is Mandy from goodnewsgoodplanet.com. Hey, y'all. Joel Palope Hendricks, and you're tuned in to KPFT, Houston's 90.1 FM. KPFT has been very essential in uh, gaining a large audience for my music and the music of others. All right, thank you. Up next, The Prison Show with Danny Allen, David Collingsworth, and on HD2, you'll catch the end of Freddie and Rick's all-day music, but the beginning of Gordon Anderson's Black on Both Sides. Listeners should be aware that the following program contains language and audio images which may be found disturbing and may not be suitable for your snotty-nosed little brat who probably cusses like a sailor behind your back anyway. Parental discretion is advised. Time to holler down the pipe chase and rattle them bars because we're going to do a prison show for you right here at beautiful old historic old exciting new KPFT Houston from the heart of Montrose where we all hope tomorrow will be a better day. Welcome to the Prison Show. It is Friday, March the 1st, and we wanted to give great big thank yous for all of our pledges this past fun drive. Linda M., Clifton D., Evelyn S., Gloria, Gloria R., Kenneth J., Don A., 
Ralph S. Abe, Nicole M., Stephanie S., Brenda W., Sophia M., of course, David Collingsworth, and the two Dannys, Danny Allen and Danny Sneed, and Terry L., thank y'all very much. Great big thank you to all of our donations. We had a great fun drive, and we appreciate you very much. This past week, it's it's been a hard one. Uh, I'm sure everyone knows um, Ivan Cantu is executed and on uh, Wednesday. It's been a hard week, but, uh, you know, everyone will push through. It was very uh, a very sad event. Um, so anyway, tonight, David has lined up a great show, fantastic show. Sharon McKinney, she is the executive director of TIFA, Texas Incarcerated Families Association. Chevis Watson, he will be here in mass incarceration, incarceration Houston and working group 512. Abraham Bonowitz, co-director, founder at Death Penalty Action. He will be calling in. And Brittany, my favorite, Brittany. Brittany Robertson, director of incarcerated support ad seg specialist with TPCA and Texas Prison Reform Activist. That's a mouthful, Brittany. We love you, though. All right. So I think we can scoot on over to Sharon. Sharon on line one. Hey, how are y'all doing? Doing good. How are you doing, Sharon? I'm hanging in there. Hanging in there. What you got for us tonight? Well, we have a lot of things coming up. The biggest announcement that I have is the TIFA newsletter has left the printer. I know it's a few months behind, but the big chaos mess with the scanning of the mail, it was delayed, but it has left, so everybody should be getting their copy, and inside the newsletter is a pullout from TCJE, the Texas Center for Justice and Equality, that is a parole, it's a survey. So they're wanting to know if you've been, if you've ever had a parole set off, what the reasons were. So we're going to be working on some parole reform bills. So when you get that, be sure that you put it back in the stamped returned envelope that comes with it and get those back to Justin Martinez at TCJE. So he's got some really big ideas for this next session. I'm super, super excited that we could help and put those in our newsletter. So that's our biggest news. That's fantastic, Um, actually. I know. Yeah. It's a really good survey. It was like, and y'all pass it around, and they can just write their answers on on paper. So um, I'm excited to see what he comes up with. He's very creative, and I know he's going to come up with some good stuff. So just to reiterate, other people can answer the survey and send it in? Yes. Just, you know, we were trying to figure out how to get it 
into, you know, the system since everything has to be scanned. And then we were like, ah, let's put it in the newsletter. That's the perfect thing. So, yeah, anybody can. So the people that will be getting them will be directly in the newsletter because it can be handed to them and they can send them back. But it's definitely okay to write your answers on a piece of paper and get those over to Justin. And whoever has the newsletter will give you Justin's mailing address. So awesome. Get them in. Yeah, really, really awesome. And our Austin chapter, which in the well, was one of our first. Well, it probably was our first chapter, but I I don't know that for a fact, but I'm going to go for it and say it was our first chapter since Austin's our headquarters. They, we finally found another meeting space after COVID, and we will have our first meeting of Austin on April, no, not April, March 27th at 6.30 at St. David's Episcopal Church, and it is right in front of the Capitol. It's just like one block away. And they have been very generous with their space and their meeting space. And we have an office up there for when session comes, you know, we can work from there. And they also have a huge parking garage that's only one block away. So you won't have to worry about parking in the public parking and not being able to find your car because you can't find the parking lot. So super excited about not having to walk so far or pay the parking. That's always good. <laughs> yeah, always good because it, I think it's like gone up to 10 or 11 bucks or something ridiculous. That is ridiculous. It's, it's pretty ridiculous. So another big event that we'll be having this year is our conference, our our annual conference that's turned into a couple years now but it's on October 26th in Plano at the Hunter Glen Baptist Church that's where our Dallas chapter meets and the church has generously given us all the space that we need to host this so it's also going to be Tiffus entering their 30th year as an or as a nonprofit organization so we're going to have our big kickoff celebration for our 30-year anniversary at the conference, and we'll be doing different little things all through the year to celebrate 30 years of being here and fighting for the guys and the gals on the inside. And that's on October 26th? 26th. It's a Saturday, so it'll be... um, all day, we'll have a lot of the TDCJ people will come because I believe they'll probably use it as like their summit, one of their summit meetings too. And um, we'll have some keynote speakers and we'll have a good lineup of speakers, but we'll also have a lot of tables for for everyone to visit and get the information and the support that they need. So that's what we're that's what we're up to these days. Now, when you said uh, the survey about the parole set off, you, you know, a couple of weird ones that I've seen is 11D. And I know that um, mm-hmm. Bill Haburn said that um, it was probably a protest. But, mm-hmm. I, I mean, when you look at there, it just says other. And, yeah. Yeah. And when my friends, 
you know, request, what does this mean? They never answer. It's just, uh, it's 11D, figure it out. <laughs> yeah, and, and we always, you know, working for the attorney that did parole, we always thought that too. So we always thought when you got an 11D and they just put other that that's what that meant. We we can't we don't know that for fact because it's private information. But that's what we think too. And I know that Justin will be looking into bills about that. Like we don't want to discredit the victim or take anything away from them because they also have a a say in it too. But denying someone parole over and over and over. Because just because you're still angry from 30 years ago, um, it doesn't. It's not going to bring you back what you want. So, absolutely not. And I did find out through some digging that the uh, district attorney also has a right to protest. I mean, I knew, mm-hmm. but after like what you said, 30 years. Uh, we found out the yeah. victim's family wasn't even protesting. It's the DAs. And I have heard of another case that was kind of a high-profile case up in the, like in the Paris, Texas. And this poor guy, he, his daughter's been fighting and fighting and fighting for him. And it's, it's all political up there. And He's he's in his eighties, and they still keep oh denying him parole. Yeah, and and that just that needs to stop. And you know, Jim used to say, "Be be careful what you ask for, because you might get it." But you know, I just think if if you've done everything that you're supposed to do, you should make that first parole. If you have done everything, even though it's just an eligibility date. They give it to you for a reason, so let's use it and, you know, stop putting these people, leaving these people in there for so long. Calvin, the guy that works out here on my ranch, he did 42 years. He he absolutely could not survive out, outside of here. It's just, and he's been home now two years. He still does some prison stuff. That just, and it it just shows that our our prison population is aging and Mm -hmm. that it it really is. It it amazes me. I know Lester Holt did um, a segment on it not too long ago for Dateline and it, you know, he went into Louisiana, Angola, and he spent some time in there with some hospice patients. Mm. And it, it, you know, my heart goes out to uh, the person you were talking about, the 80-year-old. That's so sad. Mm-hmm. That's so sad. Yeah. It, it's really sad. And, you know, his his daughter, her whole life, he's been there. And she just wants him home. She just wants to spend the remainder of the years that he has left with him. And it is the same corrupt from all. 40 years ago, still that administration, that DA, and um, I think it's a judge and who, whoever way back then, but it, it's crazy. And, and you mentioned about the, the DA can protest. Mm-hmm. Well, when, you're, when you go into review, 
it's something that's automatically triggered an email or a text or however they signed up to the victim, to the DA, and to the sheriff, and to the convicting court. It automatically goes out there to see if they have anything to say. So, you know, that that's not right either. No, after 30 years, come on now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, well, Sharon, how can people get a hold of you? So they can write me at P.O. Box 1071, Goliad, G-O-L-I-A-D. Remember the Goliad. The zip code is 77963. Or if they want to call us, they can call us at 512-371-0900. Well, we thank you. (laughs) Whatever. Find us all there. Yeah, you're everywhere. I find you all over the place. We're there, too. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I find you, too. (laughs) I'm everywhere, too. Well, we thank you, Sharon. Thank you very much for calling in, and we look forward to your next time. All righty. I'm going to come next time. You keep saying that. Gonna, you keep saying I know it. I'm shaking my pen at you. It. You keep saying it. All right. I know. I do. <laughs> hold me to it. All right. Thank you, Sharon. All righty. See y'all soon. Okay. Mm, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. Now, uh, I do believe that we had uh, Chevis scheduled, but do you want to do Brittany first? Okay, let's do Brittany. We're going to switch up the schedule. Um, Brittany, you there? Hey. Hey, we're moving you on up. Moving you on all up. All right, all right. <laughs> that works for me. What you yeah, got for so, us tonight? Some good news, right? You got some good news. Always. I always have good news. <laughs> um, yeah, so first um, I'll do the Texas um Prison Community Advocates Updates. Uh, Right now, we are training an amazing group of volunteers. Um, We kind of, we're revamping the system a little bit to be more process flow friendly, I guess. You know, medical expertise in certain areas and, you know, education and food experts in certain areas. Um, But along with that, we're also um, getting the materials ready for the next newsletter. Uh, I've already submitted my part, and then I'm also going to be writing a secondary part. Um, But we are getting letters out. Um, Some of our letters got mailed out this week, so it's nice to see stuff, um, you know, moving through there and moving through there a little bit quicker. Um, So we're really excited about that. That's awesome. When do you expect the newsletter to go out? Um, we are putting in submissions now, um, so I don't have an exact date, but I do know it's, it's on, um, some of the top of our list of things that we're working on. Um, awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Look forward to it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and we're, we're also going through the letters and adding the people that requested to be added to make sure we capture everybody, you know, even if they're a little bit behind on, um, getting them responses. At least we can get them the newsletter when it comes out uh, so we can take care of that for them. Um, and then, so the Texas prison reform. Um, I know a lot of people are, are hearing rumors. Um, and, you know, inmate.com being what it is. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're all over inmate.com. It's amazing. Right. So when it comes to... Um, 
solitary confinement and primarily the STG groups. Um, you know, there's rumors going around that groups are being let out, and I'm hesitant to say anything that I've not seen on paper. Um, but what I can and will say is that the family members and the incarcerated who have involved themselves in the activism over the last few years, and I mean last year it took off, I've I've never seen so many people speaking out and, you know, just being willing to learn about what's going on and what everybody's experiences are, whether you're a loved one out here trying to, you know, get help for your incarcerated individual or if you're a staff member that's overheated in the summer months or, you know, an advocate who has varying reasons for being involved in this um We've seen things start to change, and, you know, wheels are in motion, and we're moving forward. Um, I know, especially when they're incarcerated, it's hard to see that from inside of there. Um, it feels like everything's so much farther away, but what I am comfortable saying is they, the best way to put it is people need to work on gaining and maintaining their level one status. Um, over, you know, the decades, really, it's it's been the general consensus that your behavior in solitary confinement generally doesn't matter because you're not getting anything more than what you're putting in, you know what I mean? Um, but that's that process is starting to change. You know, the GED is obtainable. They're having proctors go in Wainwright unit um, and proctor the GED and just say they're you know, we've seen SEG warriors, um, and it was amazing to see a camera in solitary, you know, and it, it's allowed to be there, and better yet, it's showing people what what those circumstances are, and if I could say anything to the incarcerated individuals, just please use this time to rehabilitate and become the people you want to be treated as. Um, you know, if you want to be trusted with more behaviors, if you can, you can use that responsibly. If you want to achieve more, show signs of it. Um, you know, ask to get involved in those programs, submit those suggestions, and um, things are changing and they're going in a good direction. And I know, like, everything that, you know, the prison show was boots on the ground this weekend and um, with Ivan this week, it's, it's a punch in the gut every time, but we're moving forward. And if we can do anything for the, any of the ones that we've lost or the SIG that's back there that's, you know, we worry about the person next to us, um, if we can do anything for them, it's to push forward um, and to keep doing what we all feel we're set here to do. And, Brittany, just to so people know, you have an amazing group, and in the middle of the day, you could be typing out something, hey, uh, the McConnell unit needs, or this is going on at McConnell, this is going on at the Michaels, this is going on at Conley, and people are on it. Do you need us to call? Do you need us? And yeah. You have an amazing group, Brittany. You are, yeah. <laughs> you are tackling it and getting people more involved. And I think that when someone takes the lead and gets people involved, it makes a huge difference. It really does. So we appreciate, I appreciate you. Thank you. I mean, these are, these are people who are sitting at home worried about their loved one. And 
when you give them a little bit of guidance, and I mean a sliver of guidance, it's amazing on what they can do. You know, as a loved one, you always have that feeling of helplessness. You want to do more. You want to make sure they're okay. But, you know, with the call to action chat, we're able to ensure that nobody in there doesn't have someone who will call for them. Absolutely. You know, I don't need to know your name. I don't need to know what you did in your past. What I do know is you're in that prison. You're serving the time like the judge and jury asked. And because of that, I have no other reason to judge you. They've done that. Um, but what I'm here to do is to make sure that that time that you have to sit there, the time you're away from your family, is spent doing what you are meant to be doing better, not trying to be okay with not. You know what I mean? Right. Um, they're amazing individuals, and these family members are, they just need the tools, and together, you know, we can we can take apart the bits that are broken and try to put something better in place, but it, it takes all of us. It really does. And if you have more than one person calling, that oh, yeah. makes a difference. If you get them calling, oh, yeah. emailing, whoo, it works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it does. I um, Grandpa, one of the team members in McConnell, he he sent me a message the next day. They brought us blankets. They brought us jackets. They made sure the heat was on. He said, I don't know what your call team did, but thank them from the bottom of our hearts. We're warm. So, oh, I mean, it's man, amazing I needed to, to see what everybody can do. I need to hear that. Yeah. Well, Brittany, hopefully we'll have you on really soon again because you're all, you Absolutely. always have great information, and we appreciate you. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. Well, we look we look for, and I'll see you online. I always see you online. Yes, ma'am. All right. <laughs> All right. You guys take care. Thank you so much. You Have too. Bye bye. Right. Okay. Now we have Chevis. Yeah, we're gonna go to you. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Move Let's the microphone it. down there. Let's do it. Let's do it. Peace and power. Peace and power to all of our listeners from near and far. Those in Southwest Houston, those in San Antonio, and all the way to Taylor County and Abilene. Loved ones in the UK and across Europe, and of course our brothers and sisters across the cold walls of TDCJ. I'm Chevis Watson, Executive Director of Service Agency Working Group 512 and your in-mass incarceration reporter. Houston, we have a problem. And it begins in Huntsville, just north of here, where our friend Ivan Cantu was murdered by the state just this past Wednesday. We've got a problem here in Harris County because the first fruits of a wrongful conviction begins in the Harris County D- District Attorney's Office. Kim Ogg will not conform to her Minister of Justice oaths, nor will she negate the filthy political connections she holds close, wagging the long tail of mass incarceration. We must vote her out. Another four years of her matched with John Whitmire. Your sons, your daughters, your homes will all be violated. There will be no such thing as the Constitution. I must stop to say, free Kyle French, sentenced to die in the Harris County Jail just three, four weeks ago. Wanting any more information, find George Saldana on Facebook. Rest in peace to Evan Griffin Lee, Christian Smith, Jacoby Pillow, all killed in the Harris County Jail. Just in the last couple of weeks, Michaela Savage was in the Harris County Jail pregnant, and guess what? 
Harris County Jail officers not only psychologically abused her, but physically and sexually abused her as well. Michaela had a miscarriage. And it will be a miscarriage of justice if nothing happens. If something does not happen to ensure this never happens to any woman, no more harm to anybody. And that may be Portuguese. That may be Swahili to you, Harris County uh, public officials. But I'm not so proficient in any other language but English, and I'm working on my Spanish again. I say we need to close the Harris County Jail because you all obviously can't fix it up. Our juvenile justice center in Harris County is rampant with unconstitutional behavior from judges and more. To all of you legal professionals on the call, I could name some of you who play the pimp game and come to top meetings and pure justice meetings and other meetings. I could name you. Expect to see us in your favorite court as the auditors we contend to be very soon. Because as you all sit in, in, the, in the pews in the back and don't interrupt, don't break professional decorum when you see a, a, a kid without any support or advocacy on their case. When you see someone who's never spoken in the pretrial uh, realm, when, when you see that a district attorney is simply aggressive and not justified and you say nothing. You are not only the problem in Harris County, you are the problem in Bear County, you are the problem in Travis County, you are the problem in Dallas County, you are the problem in Taylor County, you are the problem in El Paso and Del Rio, you are the problem in Galveston County, you are the problem in Jefferson County. Again, we must vote Kim Og out, we must vote Christian Menifee out of the, the county attorney's office since he seems to not care about qualified immunity. We need public officials and legal professionals that will uphold the U.S. Constitution because I tell you all civilians, that's all we have. The statutory law does not concern us. Marbury versus Madison Supreme Court ruling says the state cannot enforce a law. That violates a constitutional freedom. I've told you all we have a right to travel, but we also have a right to privacy. Your sons and daughters should know just because a police officer stops them, they do not have any right to search a car. I won't, di I won't dive deep into that tonight. You want more information? Please get in touch with me. We must start saving lives and changing behaviors rather than continuing to let the same thread of injustice happen again. I saw a man, I did not see a man killed on Wednesday, but I waited. Miss Danny was five feet from me. We waited, hoping that someone would intercede. Again, Houston, we have a problem. We have a huge problem. Free Darius Elam, innocent and serving life in the Darrington unit. 
Free Devin Anderson, worth all the second chances to be paroled and released to us who love him and want to ensure his progress after he leaves the Daniel unit. Free Juan Sanchez, innocent on a 40-year sentence in Garza West. My brother and amigo, Free Rodney Reed, Melissa Lucio, Eric, Erica Shepard, Free Romero Gonzalez, I've been black all my life. TDCJ, you do not fool me by giving James Harris a stay in Black History Month. We've got other black men that deserve stays, deserve their execution warrants to be non-existent, deserve an evidentiary hearing like Ivan deserved, deserve to, to have classification, reclassify so that guys can be released and become contributing members of society. Look, this is not what I just say on the prison show. If you want me to come to your jurisdiction, I will come and speak power and positivity and recovery. Because this political foolishness that we continue to hear is not sustaining us. And is surely not helping brothers and sisters come home and find a pathway of success. That goes to you nonprofits that have justice in your name. But can't use that salary money to get... Folks, IDs and birth certificates, you are also on a list. We are coming. We are coming not to create violence, but to audit you. But to audit you, we have to eradicate you all the legal way and usher in good, righteous help that care about everybody. That care about everybody getting out of TDCJ. Last Friday, I was in Fort Worth. For a day of empathy. And what does empathy mean? Sure, there's a textbook definition. But what does empathy mean? Have you ever felt it? Did you feel it on Wednesday when you saw me and Miss Danny and Miss Linda and Stephanie? I think I saw Anjanette there. I think, I, I, I think Clementine was there. Miss Gloria, did, 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 did the death penalty action team, did you have empathy for us? Standing out there in the 40 degree weather. If you did, I invite you to get involved. This show is painted with abolition. Did you just think we wanted you to give free shout outs? Last week I was in Dallas. And the same issues are happening in Dallas that are happening in Houston. I thought the Cowboys and the Texans were different. Again, guys, we have to start considering to stop the partying and the, and the BSing and create new space in our communities where we can, we can talk Supreme Court cases, where we can talk the men and the women that should be exonerated rather than executed. We have many believers on this, on this call every Friday, believers in the invisible God. And, and, and wasn't a was it not a work of the invisible God to stop the execution of Thomas Creech in Idaho? Was this not a work of God? Or did you just think that everybody is killed? Sometimes that, that foolishness doesn't even work. And I tell you, if a man, if a man or a woman 
can outlive an execution attempt, then they dang sure should get a new trial, a new hearing, new support, and new advocacy. Working Group 512 is staying busy around the state. I can't stay off the highway. DPS, don't fool with me. I have a First and a Fifth Amendment right to travel. Don't fool with me. I have no drugs. I have no guns. Don't you fool with me. We have, it, 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 we have people all over this state that are scared to commute. DPS, do your job and uphold public safety. We're in a tight time as Texans and we have to bind together and, and overcome biases. DPS, don't you fool with me and others. To the law firm of Abbott, Patrick, and Paxton, I hope that you're listening. You care not about people. You cause uncomfortability in the Texas State Capitol. You must walk out of the other side of the parking lot because you don't go past the library where it states that the inherent power is with the people. I just left Austin. Working Group 512 wants to let you know that we want to help. There's many ways that we help. One new way that we've been helping is, is by providing uh, transportation for your loved ones. If your loved one is getting out of prison and needing to go to a halfway house or a recovery center, why take Uber and Lyft? There's a good chance that they'll stop at a grocery store and not care if that individual drinks. Trust Working Group 512 will ensure whether it's in Egypt or whether it's in Wichita Falls will ensure, will ensure a safe and on-time delivery. If you're sitting there inside the walls and you say, man, I listen to this show and it speaks a lot over my head. I want you to let you know that I'm there with you. If you're almost out, know that I am there with you. If you are on year 10 of a 40, know that I understand the patience that it takes to make it past today. I am there with you. We are there with you. Miss Linda, Miss Danny are, are, are intimately involved. Stephanie is intimately involved. We are there with you. We care about you. We want to put a new purpose on care. Again, you can reach me at 512-953-3980. That's the main number. We do have a Houston number. That's 832-598-1347. You can email us at workinggroup512 at gmail.com. I promise you that we'll receive it and that we care. You can find us on Facebook. The group is a private group because some things should be private. But guess what? If you want to hashtag Working Group 512, you want to hashtag WG512, you want to hashtag 512OZ against... 512 ounces does not denote any drug involvement. It's 512 ounces, ounces of justice. We are on Instagram at Working Group 512. We are also on Twitter at 512OZ. 
Don't just follow us. Support us. And join us. Again, I appreciate the space. It's always empowering to speak to those that are listening. I wish you all safe travels. Please write me. Please write me. Please write me at 6935 Carisbrook Lane. That's C-A-R-I-S-B-R-O-O-K-E Lane, Austin, Texas, 78754. Please write. We're writing support letters for guys that need to be paroled and, and looking for a trial. We, we want to write back. Again, the prison show, it's always an honor. It's always a pleasure. Thank you again for the space. Thank you, Chavis. All right. Now we have Abe. How you doing, Abe? Hi. Good evening. And um, thank you all for being here tonight. Uh, Chavis, that was uh, powerful. I want to say Texas has 254 counties. They all got problems, not just Harris County, et cetera. But, uh, you know, there's so much to say, so many things to talk about, and I'm going to try to cut through it all. Uh, But I first want to just note, today is the anniversary of the date in 1847 when Michigan, the state of Michigan, became the first English-speaking territory to abolish its death penalty. And they put that under the Constitution in the 1960s. And, you know, there's a lot more work to do, but keep hope alive. We have abolished a death penalty in the current era in New Jersey, New Mexico, Illinois, Connecticut, Maryland, New Hampshire, Colorado, Virginia, Washington State. The courts have thrown it out in New York and Delaware and and uh, well, Washington State before they take it out in the legislature. So, you know, there is uh, hope. And there's some despair. But it is that anniversary I wanted to mention that. Another shout-out to Melissa Lucia. Why is she still in prison? We're going to be talking more about that very soon. Uh, Rodney Reed, why is he still on death row? We'll be talking more about that. And so many others. I want to give a shout-out real quick to a couple of you guys who have written me after hearing on this show. Billy Sims, I've got your letter. Uh, Charles Thompson, I've got your letter up there in Polanski. You can write me, and sorry it's taken take some time to get to me, but it gets to me. P.O. Box 89, Ghent, G-H-E-N-T, New York, 12075. We'll repeat that again at the end here. Um, so, Chavez mentioned Ivan, and I don't want to get too into that. I know you all can read about it, but I want to just express my gratitude for, for Helen Prejean and MoveOn.org jumping in with Sylvia Cantu to do everything they can to lift up that case and everybody that did some work on that case. You know, uh, due process is the issue. Too much doubt is the issue. None of us can say for sure Ivan was guilty or innocent, but we can all absolutely, absolutely declare that there was too much doubt to be executing anybody on that evidence that they had on him and the question of due process. His attorneys didn't even call a single witness. Y'all know about this. I just have to say it again. You know, 
in Texas, and I'm only Texas alone, but Ramiro Gonzalez is back in uh, Death Watch, whatever they call it there. The state has decided that something's wrong with he can't donate his kidney, which is uh, one of the things he's really, really wanted to do. And it's still there. They could find another recipient. It's still there. Ramiro Gonzalez. In Idaho, on Wednesday, I was there outside of that prison. That's another reason why I was grateful that uh, Sister Helen and others jumped in and, and, and were there uh, for Ivan because there is no state anti-death penalty group in Idaho. So when the lawyers for Thomas Creech and the uh, other people and activism and in the faith communities uh, called and said, hey, can you come and help us? We jumped on planes and we got there. Myself and Suzanne Bosler from the Journey of Hope from Violence to Healing. I know you all know about that organization. They've been featured here too. Um, we got on a plane and we went out there with just a week's notice. We were able to saturate Idaho's media. Just search Death Penalty Idaho and you'll see what we've done. Uh, in, 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 you know, just four days of events. There was nothing else out there, and, and we built it. And we were out there. Most of the people had already left before we found out that the execution had been halted. You know, there were a couple dozen of us out there. They halted it because after sticking them eight times with needles, they couldn't get an IV started, and they decided to let it go, which is just crazy if you think about it. But now we can see what they do. Litigation will continue. Maybe they'll pull out their firing squad. But this was the sixth time in recent years that some state, Ohio's done it, Alabama's done it, now Idaho has done it. Uh, Ohio twice, Alabama three times, now Idaho once, starting an execution and sending a person back to their cell, still alive, tortured. It can be nothing other than torture and let's let's all be clear death row itself is torture but the idea of putting somebody on the gurney and starting to try to set up an IV and they know it's just a matter of minutes now and then they stick them and stick them and stick them and stick them and cut them and they have to help and then they end up not getting killed just think about the torture so unnecessary So we'll see what happens in Idaho, but I'm very excited about all the people that we've met out there that really want to create something new in that state. And I'll tell you, as conservative as it, as it seems, you know, the argument we were making, can you trust this government, was playing pretty well. Can't trust that government at all. In Alabama, they now have three dates requested. I think two of them requesting use of the gas mask, nitrogen hypoxia execution. One of those people is Alan Miller, another guy that they started in September of 2022. They started to kill him, and now they're going to try again using gas. You know, that guy is a wreck. Just think of the mental torture, and that's what I hear is that he's just struggling uh, to keep his, keep his shit together. It's, it's part of my French day. Uh, but that's Alabama. Georgia, just yesterday, and Georgia is one of those weird states, you get a two-week notice, and that's it, March 20th, just yesterday, on February 29th, they announced they're going to execute really pie on March 20th. 
uh, in Georgia. So that's, and that's their first execution since before the pandemic. So that's happening. Um, we'll be getting involved with that quite a bit. A little bit of good news. In Oklahoma, just north of Texas, on Wednesday, the Criminal Justice Committee in the House of Representatives passed unanimously. Of course, two representatives were missing out of that six-person panel, but four of them voted unanimously to pass a, a bill to create a moratorium on executions for two years in Oklahoma. And that bill still has to pass in the House, and then it has to go through the Senate. But keep in mind, they had a couple guys who were going to vote no step out of the room, so they were absent, and they don't know if you get a unanimous vote. And now they need to pass that bill in the House, and then it has to go through the Senate, and then the governor, who loves to kill people, has to sign it. But there's hope. Probably not going to be fast enough for Michael Smith, though. Michael Smith is scheduled to be killed in, in on April 4th in Oklahoma. Uh, interesting case about Michael Smith. The state of Oklahoma is preparing to execute him, but he has a significant intellectual disability claim. Uh, and the thing is that someone who has the exact same scores as, as Michael Smith, a guy named Darren Pickens, was taken off a death row because his IQ was too low. Michael Smith has the same level, but unfortunately his lawyer failed to file the paper to request that claim on time. So he's procedurally barred from bringing a claim that has taken other people off the death row. So we're going to see what happens with that. His clemency hearing is coming up this Wednesday, I think, this, whatever the 6th is. Um, so go to deathpenaltyaction.org and sign the petition for Michael Smith and we'll deliver your petition signatures to the Oklahoma Pardon and Parole Board before that hearing on this coming, whatever the 6th is, where's my calendar? I think it's Wednesday. Uh, yep, Wednesday the 6th. But on Monday, if anybody wants to go up to Oklahoma City at the Capitol, Michael's brothers are going to be holding a rally and a press conference at the Capitol in Oklahoma. So uh, we're looking for people to support that up in Oklahoma City. Some bad news in Louisiana. They have moved forward the bill to bring in the gas executions. But on that same topic, in good news, still no movement in Ohio. Uh, they failed to work the bill in Kansas, so it's possible that that's dead. It can still be resurrected, but it didn't get voted out of committee. And in Nebraska, same thing. On Wednesday, they had a hearing uh, in Nebraska on their bill. And it was, I think there they call it, uh, has to be prioritized. And it was not prioritized by a single Nebraska senator. They only have one body, a Senate. And uh, in Nebraska, not a single one, not even the bill sponsor, prioritized it. I'm not sure if he could have in this case. But the bottom line is that uh, that bill also is unlikely to move. So all that's left now is really Louisiana because it doesn't look like, uh, who knows what will happen in Ohio. But uh, if that's what's happening with that, we're probably going to see the firing squad come out at some point in one of these cases. Um, but uh, what else? I think I've checked through my whole list of things to share with you. I want to add that on Sunday night, 
at uh, deathpenaltyaction.org on all of our social channels. And if you're on our list, you'll get an email about this tomorrow. It's the forecast where we look at the upcoming executions in detail with people that are familiar with the cases. Uh, so watch for that. You know, coming up, we have um, no executions. We're scheduled in March, but now it's going to be uh, March 20th, Georgia, then April 4th and April 9th, uh, Oklahoma and Missouri. Uh, another Oklahoma on June 6th. Uh, and then the next execution in Texas, believe it or not, is not until June 26th, and that's Ramiro Gonzalez. So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, go to deathpenaltyaction.org to sign the petitions. Um, and again, my address, Abe Bonowitz, is P.O. Box 89. That's a death penalty action, P.O. Box 89 in Ghent, G-H-E-N-T. New York one two zero seven five. That's box eighty nine one two zero seven five. Uh, you know, I also need to make sure to give a shout out uh, to everybody that was out there at the prison, but in particular, Chavez has really been uh, there for death penalty action in that he has made it um, a priority to be on the spot and using his equipment to help us live stream. We were able to live stream the rally at the Collin County Courthouse for Ivan. Thank you very much, Chevas. And, and then also we were live. Uh, also keeping tabs on what y'all on the prison radio show were doing, but we wanted to also have a, a feed that Chevas was managing that uh, thousands of people, it turns out, were watching. Chevas, so thank you very much for bringing that. And as we all waited to see what was going to happen. Um, I think those are all the things I had set up. So is there any questions, anything else you want me to address real quick before we go? Uh, no, I don't have anything. You pretty much covered it, and we appreciate you. Well, it is my pleasure to be the death penalty reporter for the prison show and uh, also to be one of the few people that chipped in uh, a little bit to help keep it going. So I want to encourage you, if you haven't donated, do it Do it now if you can or whenever you can. And uh, we'll see you all in about two weeks. All right. Thank you. And as a reminder, uh, we are there at every execution. Um, me with the prison show and Linda doing execution watch. And this past execution for Ivan, there was quite a few people there. Yeah, there were there were quite a few, and we appreciate um, anyone willing to fight this. We appreciate everyone showing up. Uh, Stephanie was out there. We also had uh, Clementine. You know, we we were talking about getting the younger group um, and more involved. You are younger than. I or Linda, but um, yes, Linda and I have been doing this. Um, we we've been on Facebook Live at every execution since 2017. Uh, the prison show has been had a live, so you can go on to the prison show's Facebook page and look up every execution since 2017. There, ha- our presence has been there. Uh, Linda and I representing the prison show and execution watch. So um, this one was a particular, particularly hard one. 
I put a few of them on the YouTube channel, and I I need to spend enough time downloading all of them and get them put over there also. So it it's a FYI. way it's a way to get the word out. Um, you know what's going on and how things have changed through the years uh, from our protesting. What's happened at each different the even the um, the amount of people who go out there. Um, like I said, when it's when it's your passion to abolish the death penalty, you you definitely make sure that you're out there letting your voice be heard. Even over the motorcycles? Even over those motorcycles. <laughs> let me tell you, those people. I don't want to talk about those people. <laughs> those people. All right. We have... Our phone number is 713-526-5738, option number two, to get in line to start those calls. But first, we have a break song. This is Buzzy Martin. Welcome to San Quentin. One, two, three, four. Welcome to San Quentin, the warehouse of human waste. Welcome to San Quentin, the warehouse of human waste. The doghouse where old kinds die, younger inmates take their place. Welcome to my cell block, a hellhole of sorts you see. Yeah. Welcome to my cell block, a hellhole of sorts you see. Screams behind locked doors, prison fantasies are more than free. Concrete walls, gun towers, dead cold hard steel. Beats start to haunt you and nightmares are real. Hey, hey. Free 
the sky Locked inside this prison I hang my head and cry Welcome to San Quentin The prison of murder and greed Welcome to San Quentin The prison of murder and greed Cellmate is a devil Pray the warden set you free Day-to-day living Welcome to San Quentin Penitentiary Come on in and stay a while You're listening to KPFT Houston Support for KPFT and the Prison Show is provided by the Cohen Parole Law Team For almost 40 years, Gary Cohen has helped to represent incarcerated individuals throughout Texas, obtain parole, and fight parole revocations. We protect those who have fallen short of perfection from the wrath of those who believe they have attained it. More information about Gary Cohen and his associates, Alan Bennett and Gene Anthus, can be found on their website at parolelaw.com. You may also contact them at 512-476-6201. All right, and we are back. 713-526-5738, option number two to get on the shout-out. Okay, we have Carmella. Hey, Carmella. Good evening, person show. Thank you for taking my call. I hope everybody had a good leap year yesterday. Um, I'd like to make two shout-outs. The first one to Marcus Mullins at Montgomery County uh, Sheriff's Department. Um, Hello, Marcus. How are you doing? I hope you're doing okay. Um, Nothing's really changed here. Um, I just just hope that things are going as planned for you. just know that you're thought of and you're loved, and I hope you're making plans for your future. Just keep your head up, keep your chin up, and just take it one day at a time. Um, just know that we love you and we care about you. And my second shout out is to my nephew. Bradley Leland Aiken, who is at the Beto unit. I couldn't remember for the life of me last week where he was, but I got it down pat today. Uh, hello, Bradley. I hope you're doing okay. Um, hope you're staying safe and warm or cool as whatever the day may be. Um, I hope you're finding things to keep yourself occupied I don't I don't mind uh, the devil's workshop so I hope you're able to find something to do constructively um, I hope you're settled in and just know that you're loved and I'm thinking about you every day and looking forward to talking to you on Friday 
through the prison show. Um, I don't know what else to say except I love you and I miss you. And you take care and have a great week. Um, hang tough to the end of the month for your birthday. And just know your love. You have a good week. Until next Friday, take care. I love you. Thank you, Prison Show. You guys have a good evening and traveling grace on the roads tonight. And have a good week. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, now we have Caitlin. This is a shout-out for Beto Garza in Polonsky. Hey boo, how are you? I hope that you're in good health, spirits, and that there's a smile on your handsome face. As for me, all is okay. Um, I went up to Buddy, and he's doing good. And now I'm back with Daytona. Yeah, the plan for the rest of the day is just gonna chill, relax, um, not do too much. I am back in work tomorrow. Um, yeah, other than that, it's okay. Um, we also had another storm yesterday with kind of crazy wind and rain. But uh, we're okay now. And yeah, it wasn't too bad. There was worse ones previously. Uh, at least it's the start of springtime. So the nights are going to get brighter. And yeah, I always like this time of the year. I just think it's much nicer to have like long evenings and things like that. Um, yeah, so please know that you're my heart, thoughts and prayers. And I'm sending you big hugs and kisses. So good night, sweet dreams, and stay safe. And to everybody at the prison show, a big, big thank you for making this happen. All right. Thank you, Caitlin. All right. Now we have Captain Tom. Oh, my God, it's Daddy. Hello, Daddy. Oh, my God, it's Captain Tom. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Cowboy Dave, what's up, buddy? Just running the board. How about you? Oh, I'm doing okay. How's Linda? Linda, hello. Linda's fine. <laughs> Linda's good. All right. Okay. Well, uh, uh, ap- having the opportunity to come back on the air tonight, I appreciate uh, allowing me to make the call. I've been very busy. My daughter was in the hospital. She almost died on me, but uh, mm-hmm. we got her back, you know, back up to par. She's doing wonderful. Uh, also, uh, I want to do my shout-outs. We have Arkansas, Juju, Leroy, John Armstrong, David Keyes, J.B. Anderson, uh, Clarence Bowman, Pete Stein, John Johnson, John R. Green, Stephen Young, Terrence Carmichael, John Wayne, Mike Dean, Robert Brown, Terry Lewis, Samuel B. Harris, Robert Harris, Jacob Harrow, Peter Torres. We also have Thomas Bissell, Bob Dunn, Roger Jackson, Bobby Joe Harper, Bobby Barber, and Charles McCade. And, uh, even though the fund drive is over with, you can still donate to KPFT by going to kpft.org or call 713-526-5738 or text the word GIVE to 713-526-5738 or you can 
become a sustainer as you give to the prison show. And I'm Captain Tom, and we will be back on the air next Friday right here at KPFT. Okay, guys. Good night. Good night, Tom. Have a great weekend. Glad your daughter's feeling better. Thank you, Danny. Thank you. Thank you all very much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. Now it's Anjanette. On line four, Anjanette. Okay. Hi, Danny. <laughs> hey, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Uh, I'm making it. It's Friday. It definitely is Friday. That's for sure. Um, I just wanted to give a really quick shout out to my love, my everything, William Spear at the Polanski Unit. Hello, my sweet darling. I love you. I love you so very much. Too much, too much. I miss you, and I can't wait to see your beautiful face tomorrow, my love. It definitely has been a tough week. So very, so very mentally exhausted. Um, but this, too, shall pass. Continue to lead me, my love, and, and I will follow you. You're my life. You're my everything. It is only in God's love will we, will our covenant flourish. We will continue to honor him and praise him and glorify him. Pray for us, baby. Keep on praying because we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. That's Philippians 4.13. God bless you, my love. Sleep well and dream of me, and I'll be waiting for your call tomorrow. I love you. Ivan, may you finally be at peace, and may you live your eternal life with our Lord, our Father, our King. God bless to all who loved you and to all who fought relentlessly to prove your innocence. I also want to give a shout-out to some of the guys on Life Row. My very, very good friend, Blaine. Hi, Blaine. Mayo. Beto, thank you for sharing that with me. I really appreciate it. Mark, Woody, Woody, what did one snowman say to the other snowman? Eric, Debo, and a very special shout out to the Fat Swag crew on the Polensky unit. Much love and Big, 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 big hugs from Big Will. You already know what it li- what it is. Hug life, his life. Um, you guys have a good night. Thank you so much for putting this on so that all these guys can hear us. I really appreciate it. Good night, Danny. Hey, Linda. now, wait a minute, wait a minute. I got to know about the snowman. Well, well he's going to hear the answer. So what the other snowman said to the other snowman is, it smells like carrot. Yeah. It smells like carrot. <laughs> yeah. I, I like it. I like it. <laughs> yeah. You know, Danny, the thing about me, as you already know, I'm going to be a little jokester. I'm always going to have a little jokey joke here or there. So I like your jokey Some- jokes. <laughs> 
Yeah, but I hope you all have a good night. Good night, Danny and and Linda and and Stephanie, if she's there or not, she's you're listening here. and and uh, David and everyone else. You guys have a good night. Take care. You too. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. Okay, and I think I saw what's on your ticker. Okay, Manuela. Manuela. Hi. This is my shout out. To my sweet and precious husband, Robert Robertson, at Polanski Unit. Hi, hello, and good evening, baby. I do hope and pray that you are all right, that you feel good, and that you are in a good mood. I'm all right, and I'm in a good mood, because you are always on my mind, in my thoughts, in my heart, and in all of my prayers, baby. I wish that I could be there with you at this time and forever with our sweet and precious kids, our loved ones, and good friends. Well, my day was all right. I was, I went uh, at the doctor for my last control of my food Everything is all right, he said. And now it's allowed to walk more and to wear normal shoes. And I'm very happy about this. Well, our days are cold here in Germany. Today it was cloudy. We had four degrees. But never mind, because if I'm thinking of you, I got warm in my heart, baby. And never mind what's going on now, what the time brings to us, I don't know. But I'm always there for you. And I will never leave you or let you down or forget on you. And I'm all yours and only yours for the rest of my life. Until my last breath. I do hope and pray to see you soon because I miss to hear your voice and see your smile and look into your eyes and see the love for me. I know that you love me with all your heart, baby. I can read it in your mails and I could see it in your eyes and in every move you make. I miss to be there with you, baby. And I miss our kids so very, very much. I'm in contact with Victoria. She's all right. And everything is good at this time. If everything is not okay, she will let me know. Okay, my love, please don't worry about her and Robert. They have friends. You know, that's me and two other ladies. I love you, baby. And I miss you. I wish you a good night. Sleep well. Sweet and pleasant dreams. And I love you more than my life. And I would give it for you if I could. Good night, baby. I love you, love you, love you. All right. Thank you, Manuela. Now we have Elizabeth on line five. 
Hey, Elizabeth. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. How are y'all doing, team? <laughs> doing good. How are you? I'm pretty good. I just wanted to call in. I was <clears throat> message David. I was going to call in and give y'all an update. If y'all remember, like a, so many weeks back or the other month when I told y'all how freaked out I was about my brother-in-law, um, JoJo, and how he wasn't in the system suddenly and everything. And then I gave y'all back an update that then he showed back up in the system, but I still had not been able to get in contact with him no matter what. <clears throat> well, he just finally was able to call me today when he heard a bunch of new numbers on his um, phone when he made it back to the Bill Clemens unit. And, um, and so I had, I had my new phone number. That's one reason he couldn't call before, but he never got any of the messages that I was sending you know, via the Securus app, too, about the new number and different things. Well, it turns out that um, he got assaulted by an um, officer and was literally choked out to where he stopped breathing. And so oh that was around the time when he went suddenly missing out the system. They sent him to a hospital, then they sent him back again <clears throat> over there to like the Montford or something unit where they send you any psychological problems, mm-hmm. which he was there before when a few years ago when he had tried to commit suicide after my husband's death. Well, uh, they were, then they charged him trying to say he attacked an officer. Now, regardless if they send you to a hospital or to the, um, to the, you know, the Munford unit, you should never be out of the system, though, you know? And so that should have, which should have never happened, no matter what. And that's why I was flipping out before, you know, you should not be missing when you do a TDCJ offender search. And so, well, because they sent him there right around that time, too, when that was happened, his tablet got stolen or somehow missing during this altercation with him and the officer at the unit. And so when he gets over there to the prison, um, and they finally put him in the, uh, they send him to the psychological unit for a little bit, the Montfort unit. The only way you can contact still is, you know, with the tablet, especially when you're on that kind of hospital unit. And so he's been never contacted, but he was freaking out too because it was my husband's anniversary of his death in December, right when this happened. And of course, he wanted to contact me around that because I'm the only family he has, being that, um, where, you know, my husband and his parents died young, and now my, his only brother, sibling, my husband died, you know, and, um, his grown son, you know, so he has off in the military in Japan somewhere. So, you know, I'm pretty much the only thing he has left, me and my children. And so he, I was freaking him out more. So he, again, barely, not long ago, had just made it to the, um, back to, they put him back on Clemens unit again. And now he did beat his case or they dismissed him because they were trying to say he did. And I think even a nurse said on his back when he woke up that, yeah, the, nurse, the officer attacked him. And then his tablet apparently came up missing during office where someone stole it or the, you know, there was some more retaliation from officer who knows what. So, but my, my brother-in-law is pretty much indigent, you know. Um, I'm a single mother here, but my husband is gone, you know. I can't really afford to see him much. I was the only one that ever did. And he's pretty much indigent. So he can't replace this tablet. And he saw paperwork and different things, which is why he's had no way to communicate with me. I had also sent him a, a different address and I'll mail to, along with the phone number of all these messages. I'm still not getting which... My brother-in-law can be a bugaboo, you know? <laughs> so for me, I hear from him, that was unusual. That's why he would put that more when he was missing out the system. And so I never even knew the whole time he was in that, at that Peach, uh, the Montford unit. And I, finally, when he came back up in the system at TDCJ, that's when I saw that he was back at Clemens. But he hasn't been able to contact me until he just started calling numbers that showed up on his, you know, phone because he had no way to even know what my new number was. And when someone gets, when you add someone to the phone, it's just, the number just shows up, you know, and they hear it, like, when they can dial out. And of course, um, you can dial it from a tablet. If you don't have a tablet, you got to wait online. Everything's even use a phone. You know, so that can be very hard to do. Well, the point is, you know, 
this got us to talking today when I finally got to her, hear from him and explained all this, that he has no way to get you know, messages or mail. I even sent him regular mail during all this time. And even like a picture postcard, you know, and they would scan it in, but at least it would come on his, you know, tablet as their new rules are. So they're not giving him a tablet. They're ignoring his paperwork about that. So they're saying, in other words, he has to pay 100 bucks, or a family member really has to pay 100 bucks, in other words, to get him a tablet or whatever the cost is, a new, new tablet. So essentially, my point is now, they have made um, it pretty much impossible, if you're thinking about it, for indigent people who break their tablet on accident, say it drops or who knows what, it just stops working, it gets stolen or whatever, um, how the heck are you supposed to get a, um, your email? Because now the rule is they scan everything. You're never going to get handed mail. So say somebody's trying to contact you, you no, know, how are they ever going to contact Well, like, actually, cool Elizabeth, what uh, when you are like in a... Um, I think G5s or there's a certain rank that you're in where you cannot have a tablet. So they print it out. However, I have a friend who's in the same position your brother-in-law's in. His tablet was broken mm -hmm. by a staff member, actually, and they're trying to make him replace it. It's $140. Exactly. He doesn't have that. So right that now... Is that or neither do I, the only family member for, you know what I'm saying? For my brother-in-law. Yeah, so right now he's in limbo because he's not in trouble. So they're not and going exactly. to print out a JPay. And he, they weren't printing anything out from while he was there. The whole different whatever process that goes through at the mental area of the hospital. You know, he was sitting mm -hmm. over there. He never got those. They never gave him anything. And he didn't have a tablet to get anything. Well, yeah, exactly. Now they restored everything. They dropped it or he beat whatever this so-called case was where the officer really attacked him. So he's got, in fact, yeah, he's clear completely. In fact, he asked me to um, get him move closer to me because he's like all the way in the panhandle and I'm in Houston. So I'm going to get a letter from my doctor so I can move him close because he's cleared of everything. He's cleared so far that as long as I get a medical doctor note, I can apply, you know, to have him move clear. So I told him, I said, well, I'm gonna, when I call him to give a shout out tonight, you know, I'm going to bring that up to y'all. <laughs> he said there's like 60 people that tablets have gone broke mm -hmm. or whatever, missing or stolen over there at the um, panhandle unit. And it's been a big ordeal for people because if you don't have somebody to pay for this for you and they're indigent pretty much or their family members are poor, how are they supposed to do this? Exactly. Well, Elizabeth, we got to go to another call, but um, oh, yeah. keep yes, us updated, okay? And I was going to give a shout out real quick to uh, Field Minister Orlando at Bill Clemens, um, Drew, a.k.a. Sincere, Peer Support Counselor at um, Darrington, and then another unit I think near Huntsville, it's Mark, a.k.a. T. Black, who the field minister but thank you i just want to bring that up tonight all right thank you elizabeth i'll see you online yes ma'am <laughs> all right i'll see y'all in person thank you thank you okay now we have miss shirley on line one hi miss shirley hello hi how are y'all doing doing good how are you just fine i'll call and do a shout out to blaine hey blaine i love and miss you very much and uh, I forgot to ask you what movies you're supposed to be watching, so I guess I'll ask you more. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, hope everything's going well with you. Uh, and of course, you know, just keep our heads up and, and just pray for everybody and everything. So, just keep your head up. 
And uh, a shout out to Big Will, Beto, Eric, Mark, and Mayo. <laughs> so he can make him a mayo sandwich too. By the way, those are good. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> I don't but know about anyway, all that. <laughs> oh, they are. They're good. Just with mayo, Matt. Well, I'm gonna have but to. Mine, try I like it. Miracle Whip, though. I like Miracle Whip. But uh, <laughs> anyway, you just keep your head up, and I love and miss you. And you know, be glad to talk to you tomorrow, and, uh, and ask you about the the movies and stuff, and and you just hold your head up and hope everything goes well. Uh, pray for Ivan's family and everything too, and I hope he's. I know he's in a better place, but. Still, uh, just pray for his family and everyone. So I love you, Blaine, and I will talk to you tomorrow, okay? So I love you, and I want to thank y'all, too, thank for everything. You. Thank you, Miss Shirley. You're welcome. We used to always call those wish sandwiches. Take two pieces wish of bread sandwiches. and put some mayonnaise on it and wish you had some meat. <laughs> Yeah, that, <laughs> that or a cheap can of potted meat. <laughs> yeah, but if you don't have none of that, taste. that mayonnaise, boy, it sure does keep yeah, you from eating sure toothpaste. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true. During lockdown, I've ate quite a bit of toothpaste. Oh, I can only imagine. Yeah. All right. Have a good night. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Miss Shirley. All right. Now we have Gloria on line two. Hey, Gloria. What's his name? Provost. Jeffrey Gloria. Provost. Did they say Gloria? Yes, we did. Oh, okay. You're on hey, the air. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm in a restaurant and some nice young man is singing. Um, I wanted to give a shout out to all my friends on death row, and I'm too tired to name everybody. I want to apologize to Spider for missing his call when he called me back the night Wednesday night, the night of the execution. I guess I don't know what we were doing, but anyway. And I wanted to just give condolences to everybody on death row that was a friend of Ivan's. You know, I I didn't know Ivan, but that case just touched my heart. And then today I got a, a a message from Matt, the guy that did the podcast, uh, Cousins by Blood, telling me that Ivan had appreciated the messages and the photographs of his mom and family that I had sent him. So that brought me to tears again. But anyway, I want to give a shout out to Jeffrey Provost because... The judge in his case just sent, I think, a 158-page recommendation to the CCA to overturn his conviction. And I'd like to give a shout-out to Kim Wog and tell her to go to hell because she told the CCA they needed to ignore that and allow his conviction to stand, which I find really reprehensible and I can't wait for her to get voted out of office. Um, Tony Medina, I was 
good to talk to you for a second, and I'm hoping that, well, we're going to discuss your case Tuesday night. And um, hello to Big Will, Spider. Give me a, actually, yeah, give me a call tomorrow night. I'm going to a wedding in the afternoon. Uh, and I guess that's it. And I want to give the phone to Lee Greenwood, whose son was executed back in 2007 unjustly, and let her give a shout-out. Lee? Hello, everyone. This is Lee Greenwood, Joseph Nichols' mom. Uh, for those of you that remember him, this month will be 17 years that they unjustly executed him. And for those of you that remember him and that are still there, hang in there. We're still out here fighting. Uh, keep your chin up as best you can. And have a good night. And Danny, for people listening... Are you still there? I'm still here. Oh, okay. Uh, for those in the so-called free world, I invite you to come to the Abolition Movement's meeting Tuesday night at the Shape Community Center at seven o'clock. We've got a lot of things, a lot of things to work on. And if you go to our Facebook page, you can you can get all the information. Uh, on Facebook, we are the Texas Death Penalty Abolition Movement, and you got to put the V. So I hope to see some of y'all Tuesday night. Okay, thanks to the prison show. Thank That's you. It. Thanks, Ms. Glory. All right, bye-bye. Okay, now we're going to go down to Janet. She's been holding for a minute there. Hey, That's Janet. Fun. Hi. I would like to do a surprise shout-out to Bud Sawyer and the Darrington Memorial Unit and let him know that I love him and wish him a good night. And I thank you guys for this. Well, you don't have anything else? You've been holding for a while. Well, oh, I know, I know. I, I, I didn't even know what to say. I just, I'm doing it as a surprise because he wouldn't expect it. <laughs> oh, that's so nice. That's so nice. Well, call back again. Call back next week. Okay, yes, ma'am. And thank you so much. Thank you. Have a great weekend. You do the same. Bye-bye. Okay. Now, uh, Lupe, or Nadine, Nadine on line one. She's all calling all the way from France. Hi, Nadine. Hi, Danny. Hi, Danny. As I told you the truth. Um, I'm just waking up some minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm glad you're up and calling. Like the roses, <laughs> like they say. <laughs> so, uh, thank you, Danny. Thank you, David. Thank you, Linda. And um, I want to send my love to happy birthday, belated birthday to my husband, Eugene Broxton. I love you so much, baby. Excuse me for last week. I was sleeping. <laughs> so... <laughs> Anyway, I'm okay, um, waiting to be operated from my thumb, but they say I have to wait two months more, so I don't know if I will. I will not go to Paris to operate this thumb. Anyway, I'm okay, and uh, I wish you the best there, and uh, I can't wait to be the 26th of March. This is your, the, your appeal 
the final the final uh, appeal of the judge. I hope that you will be free soon, Boo. I hope with all my heart and soul. And I wait for you. You know that. And uh, all the people here uh, know you. Yesterday, they surprised me at the TV station. They put my... Uh, my uh, interview again on the TV. So everyone was calling me, Nadine, you on TV, you on TV. And <laughs> I was doing my antiques uh, flea market. So I was not able to, to, to see myself again. But I, when I was back home, I heard it on the, uh, on the TV. So it was, it was okay. And I send you my love, baby. I love you so much. I will have all my friends there. I love you too, guys. Keep your head up and talk to you soon. I love you, my Eugene. And soon we will be together. Trust me. Bye-bye. Thank you, Kapaifti. Bye-bye. Thank you, Nadine. And a big happy birthday to Eugene. Big happy birthday. All right, now we have Lupe. Hey, Lupe. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, okay. Uh, well, first of all, I wanted to tell you that I was very saddened and feel very sorry for the tragedy that happened this week, or a couple of days ago, uh, with this with this gentleman, Cantu. Yes. And it was very sad, very sad to hear. I was hopeful that it wasn't going to happen, but it did. And uh, just wanted to let you know, I'm so sorry to hear about that. Uh, my shout-out is for Isidro de la Cruz and the Polanski unit. And I just wanted to do my shout-out for him and let him know that everybody's doing fine, family's doing fine. I haven't really talked to anyone, um, uh, to my granddaughter and and the little one, but I know they're doing okay. I don't know what their plans are for later this month. As of today, I wanted to let you know, Isidro, that I did a conversation, well, text with your mom. And I know she had a pretty bad night last night. She wasn't able to sleep. And she told me that she has uh, Lorenzo's girls over tonight at her house. So uh, I don't know if she's on the line or if she's called or will be calling tonight. But I did tell her that I was going to do a shout-out. And just to let you know that thinking of you, praying for you and everybody. And um, if I hear anything, of course, I'll contact your mom. If I hear anything from the little one, uh, I don't know if he'll be visiting for spring break or not. I don't know. I don't know right now. As of right now, maybe by next week I'll know something. But... Uh, I have you in my prayers all the time, and I hope that you're doing well. And I thank you all very much, and thank you all for, make, for making this possible that we're able to communicate. Well, thank, thank you. you. Have a great weekend. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank Bye-bye. you all. Bye-bye. Okay, now we have Mike. Hello, this is Mysterious Mike doing his shout-outs for the prison show. Here comes my shout-outs to the guys of Texas, Guy Alexander, Jamie Cuppett, Stephen Russell, Stephen McGee, 
shout out for uh, Philip Perez. Uh, Michelle and Lucy want me to do a shout out for Paul. Shout out for Yovan, Matt, Thomas, Haas, Oz. Shout out to Edward Reed, Wilkerson. Shout out to Raymond Lee Cart. Tasha wants me to do a shout out for Payday. Shout out for Haas. And a shout out for uh, Keith Money. Shout out for Raymond Lee Cart. Shout out for Bill R. Sims. Special shout out for Clarence Lee Bowman. Hopefully you're doing much better. And you can continue to write to Mysterious Mike in care of David Collingsworth. And happy Texas Independence Day tomorrow. Tomorrow's the 188th birthday of Texas. Everybody enjoy Texas Independence Day and go Houston Rodeo. And now back to the prison show. All right. And what is our address? Right. What is our address? 226 Chipmunk Trail, Shepherd, America, 77371. <laughs> All right. Now let's go to Patty. Hey, Patty. Hey, this shout out to Humberto Garza, the Polinsky unit. Hey, amigo, Tia Patty here. Just wanted to tell you we're doing okay. Theo Juno went to play uh, baseball again today. I don't think he was gonna he was gonna hit, but wasn't gonna run. I guess I don't know if he can do that, but that's what he said. Anyway, it's a little cold cold down here. Um, your Theo and I went last week to visit Jason and the baby, and Flory. Oh, Jason's baby's so cute, Mijo, and he's such a good baby. We had a good time, Mijito. Jason barbecued for us, but we really had a good time. Este, ¿qué más te iba a decir? But like everybody's good. Uh, Cheeto joined the soccer team. Um, he had the game on Sunday, so I'm glad about that. And well, AJ's doing good, Mijito. Gracias a Dios. The girls are fine. Everybody's good. Um, and that's really about it, Mijo, down here. I don't know if your mom's called yet or Jennifer, but everybody's good. They gave um, Andrea Labradoodle today. Um, but Willow, her dog, doesn't like it. So she's going to have to get rid of it. <laughs> so we're going to find a good home for it, hopefully. Hopefully one of Charlie's friends will take it. Um, I love you, Mijo. I miss you. Um, and another shout out to Anthony Morales at the Dominguez unit. Mijito, I don't know if you're listening, but if you are, just know that we love you and we'll be there to visit soon. Um, and thank you to the prison show. Thank you guys. Thank you, Patty. Have a great weekend. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Good night. Good night. Okay. Now we have Stacy. This is to my husband's sporty black at Wainwright unit. Hey, baby love, this is wifey kissing you our strength, letting you know I'm safe and well. It's just another day out here, missing you immensely. Boo, I finally got one of the late e-notes, but just one so far. It was the February 26, 24. It had the Virginia It's Time post in it. Mwah. I love you, baby. I'm always glad to hear from you. It's been a pace day here, overcast and rainy. Bit chilly, but our little heater has it cozy. The girls are behaving. Both are not having none of the rain. So they're kicked back inside. I'm good. Just aching for you. Yeah, to see that handsome face. 
I'm getting ready to work on the post, the one I got yesterday and the one I got today. Yeah, and get the bike ride in. I slept in late. Yeah, 9 a.m. my time. Maybe it's National Unplugging Day. But I did that more or less yesterday. So I'll work on our post articles today. Um, oh, and it's National Peanut Butter Day. Yeah, you and your peanut butter. <laughs> I'm glad you got recently got some uh, resupplied. Mimi and I went to town and picked up some supplies uh, a.m. And boo, that's been the day. Oh, it's also National Dadgum That's Good Day. And we celebrate you're so good to me. And I love you so deeply. Remain healthy and safe. Stay focused and tough. Know I'm out here all and only yours. Faithful, dedicated, loyal, and true. Mwah. I love you, sporty. Take care, sweetheart. Mwah. All right. And now uh, Lydia on line five. Hi there, Miss Danny. How you Linda. doing? I'm doing good, and David. Yeah, I got to see Linda yesterday and her hubby. I was there, too. Yeah, it was, it, you were there? Yeah, I waved I at you. <laughs> I didn't see you, Danny. I'm sorry. I didn't see you. I must have been uh, focused on my on my son. Uh, yeah. My visit. <laughs> yeah, because I, I, didn't, I didn't see you. I saw Linda and her husband, but I didn't see you. Oh, sorry. No, that's okay. I came in with them. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah I, yeah, I didn't see you. I didn't see you. Okay. But uh, shout out to my son, and I just heard my sister. And I've been meaning to tell her that uh, my nephew doesn't hear them at the, hear the shout out because he's in San Antonio, but I haven't gotten, haven't had a chance to call her. And she lives next door. <laughs> okay. But um, we're good, mijito. I'm glad you got to talk to uh, Freddie and Mariano today. That was good. Yeah, Mariano just got in last night as we were driving in. He got home from uh, Orla, I think is the name of the little town, Orla. And um, David, I think, is leaving, is going back to work. I think he might be gone already. I don't know. Este, but, uh, yeah, I saw Tio leave. I didn't know he was going to go and play baseball. I don't know what's wrong with him. But anyway, I just hope he gets better. I spoke with Tia early today, and uh, she's good. She's, well, she's okay, I should say. She's getting better, too. And, um, yeah, Patty, uh, Andrea had this. Lab, whatever she called it, lab doodle that uh, they gave to her, and she was trying to get rid of it. She didn't want to take it to the shelter because they'll put it to sleep. But I never heard of such a dog. But they say they're you really have to take care of them, and they're special. And uh, takes a lot of money to keep one. That's what I've heard. Yes, I want to give a big shout out to uh, Thomas. To Tomas Gallo, I hear it's your birthday and a big happy birthday to you. And I want to give my thanks to the field ministers, to Gary and to Troop, um, for all they do for 
for the men on, on death row. And uh, we're really grateful. And we're grateful to have uh, Linda and Danny and David and everyone, Gloria, um, that really gives us a lot of support. And uh, bring they bring smiles to a lot of the guys there. And we give you our thanks. Este, but that's about it, mijo. Uh, it's a beautiful night. It's just been beautiful weather. Although it's gray, and but there's no wind. It's just nice and cool. It's really nice. They love you. Sending a big hug and a big kiss. And you take care, Papacito. Talk to you tomorrow. Good night. Good night, everyone. Good night. Bye. Okay, let's go to Chris on line two. Hi, Chris. Chris, are you there? I'm thinking Chris is not there. Why don't we put them on hold and maybe go to Linda and then we'll. Okay. Hi, guys. I want to do some shout outs. Uh, Thomas Miller L., I'll be there to see you at noon tomorrow, so put your good old clothes on and comb your hair and be out there. And Paul DeVoe, William Owen Sr., David's coming to see you tomorrow at, at uh, noon. So I'll, I'll be out there too, but I, I'm visiting someone else. Jaime Cole, Franklin Davis, Will Spears, Cedric Marks, Robert Satterfield, Robert Solis, Lucky Ward, Ronald Haskell, William Hudson, Juan Valderas, Blaine Milam, Paul Story, Walter Sorto, Robert Roberson, Britt Ripkowski, Curtis Robertson, Stephen Curry, and Charles Hill uh, from the Ramsey One Unit. He has written a book. It's called uh, Hot Pot Chef. And so I'm anxious to get that book. It's got all the recipes that you guys, of all the stuff in commissary that y'all can cook. And um, I'm anxious to read this book and see what it's like. And um, I'll see you tomorrow night at 5.30, Lucky Ward. Dave and I will be there to see you. Okay, good night, guys. All right, let's see if Chris is there. Hey, Chris. Okay, I don't think Chris is actually there. So how about I do my shout-outs? Time is up. Okay, Roderick Harris, uh, Jeff, how you doing, Jeff? Jeff is my biggest fan. Britt, Britt Rapowski, Michael Ferguson, T, and Michael, I missed your um, call. Sorry about that. Uh, T, Big Head, Big Head, Blaine, Mayo, Leroy, Larry, J. Van Story, J. Van Story. Uh, make sure you look at your email. Leah Willis, Leah Willis, and Joe Don from the Win Unit, and of course, Big Daddy Marlon Nelson from the Win Unit. Yeah, I had to say that. I was instructed to say that. <laughs> Anyway, great, 
huge shout outs. And of course, my very good friend who I saw yesterday, Tree Farron, and when he got his food and the paper bag, someone had drawn a tree on it because his nickname is Tree. <laughs> and he was like, look, someone drew a tree. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it looks nicer than you. We pick at each other. <laughs> anyway, there goes my shout-outs. Did you want to leave a a shout-out, Chavis? Um, I want to shout-out Sylvia Cantu. You're in my prayers. Um, you have to. You're in my prayers, Miss Sylvia. I really don't know what to say. I just wanted to shout you out. Because I'll never forget uh, coming to Collin County Courthouse last week and getting what we thought was great news. Just want you to know that uh, I'm a firm believer in the Most High God, and I believe that Ivan's got a seat up there. In the book of Lamentations, uh, Prophet Jeremiah writes that the Most High God does not approve of subverting a man in his cause. And your son's cause never changed. His story never changed. Um, want to shout out the brothers that I've done time with. Um, Courtney's down there at Stites. Damon is no longer at the last unit. I'm still trying to find him. Devin at uh, Devin's at the Michaels unit now. Um. Malik at the Michaels unit. Um, I'm hoping that my shout-outs reach you, brothers. Um, Darius Elam at Darrington. Brother, I appreciate you embracing me and allowing me to be of the support, be in the support team. Um, want to shout-out uh, Jacqueline Griffin, uh, the, mother of, the mother of Evan Griffin Lee, who works tirelessly tirelessly to ensure that not only her, her son's name is not in vain, but the other children of parents who have lost their kids inside the Harris County Jail. I uh, want to shout out Top Houston for a successful Black History event this past week. Um, would like to shout out... would like to shout out um, the Honey Brown Hope Foundation... And Miss Tammy Lane Campbell um, would like to shout out all of the guys that catch chain from Galveston. I'm talking to folks down there, and we're trying to figure out how to put it put a stop to it. Too many of y'all are innocent or dealing with wrongful criminal complaints. I want to shout out all of the loved ones on the outside that spend hard-earned money and give hard-earned time to support your incarcerated loved one. Um, I want to shout out Anibal Canales. I want to shout out Taurus Sales. I'd like to shout out all of our brothers all of our sisters that are holding it down and taking it day by day. 
That's all I got. All right. We have another call. Alita on line one. Alita Green. Um, calling from Dallas, Texas in solidarity with you guys. Uh, calling in solidarity with um, my friend Travis Watson. Calling from Dallas, Texas, in solidarity with uh, all those who fought to keep Ivan Cantu alive. Um, and calling uh, in solidarity to Kenneth Wayne Knox, who was killed up here in Dallas, Texas. I just want to let y'all know what affects one affects us all. We have to have solidarity and we have to have unity if we're going to fight this beast of, of uh, the prison system. My mother spent 33 years in and out of prison and only lived seven days after being released. So anybody that's in the belly of the beast and, you know, we have to stand together because that's the only way that we're going to be able to to fight this uh, system is for us to keep our foot on their neck and to keep our voices heard. So I just want to say that we here in Dallas, uh, we stand in solidarity with all that you do in Austin and in Houston. And to all those that are in the belly of the beast, we, uh, we you know, we, 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 we reach you and we, and we love you and we support you in solidarity. All power to the people. All power because to the people. Because we can't be free until we're all free. I say. I say. I say. Appreciate you calling, sister. If only I was able to tell the prison show of how a soldier who came from TDCJ in 1991 provided me with all of the help, all of the love and support in Dallas this past week. I couldn't have done it without you. You were a light during that time where I was so sad about Miss Sylvia and Ivan and uh, Brother Kenneth. I'm a Talk to Miss uh, Knotts about Kenneth on the prison show on my next round. Appreciate you calling right. in, sister. Peace and power. All power to the people. All power to the people. Like I could say, you know, until we open up the gates for our people, we got to keep our foot on their neck. And anybody that's in the belly of the beast, we hold solidarity. Long live John Africa. Long live uh, uh, George Jackson. And long live Ivan Cantu. All power to the people. Thank All y'all. Good night. Thank you. Have a great weekend. And I also want to give a big thanks to Sister Helen Prejean, who stood by Ivan, and she was an she's an amazing woman. And Ivan, you know, he was with someone who really cared for him. He really was. He he really she's just amazing. And she told me at the rally in Collin County that she appreciated the prison show. And what we were doing for everyone who's incarcerated. You know, March 20th will be our our birthday. We'll be 44 years old. 44? 44. We're getting old. I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm literally 44 years old. Yeah, Stephanie is literally 44. <laughs> I was born. <laughs> well, you know, people appreciate what we do. And we give a platform for many different voices. And I know uh, the men and women on the inside appreciate it, too. Uh, You know, um, Marcy Marie mentioned that the plane, um, is it plane unit? It's two words. Um, Plane state jail? Plane state jail. Okay. 
they were um, they were working to get uh, Marcy was working to get them water because they didn't have water. I don't know what the deal is with the water to these units. I mean, so many different units go without water, and it's ridiculous. Anyway, shout out to um, Marcy and for helping um, Plain State get some water and not just a, a bottled water for a couple of days. So, big shout out to her. You okay there, David? Yeah, my chair was stuck over there. <laughs> I was like, is he dancing? What yeah, is he they doing? Got the, <laughs> they got like two of these things that your chairs are supposed to roll on. Uh-huh. But it was stuck on the, the lip where the two meet. It wasn't rolling. Wasn't rolling. <laughs> we was... need Tina Turner going on. You know, I seen her daughter on, online the other day singing that song, Rolling, Rolling. Really? Yeah. I didn't know she had a daughter. I didn't either. That was pretty cool, though. Yeah. It's been a good show. You didn't want to make a shout-out? I don't want to put you on the spot, but, I mean, I had your mic up there and I everything. I think y'all like putting me on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I will, uh, as always, shout-out my husband because he's amazing, uh, Gary Salinas. And um, I guess I would put a reminder out there that we do have the Easter event at the Matthews Park in Livingston, Texas, on March 30th. Um, at 1 p.m., you just bring your family out, and we're going to have a good time. That always sounds good. Sounds great. <laughs> yeah. And thank you all. It's been a great show. Um, we got stay tuned for Converge. They'll be coming on. Uh, we got about another 45 seconds. And uh, I don't know if anybody has a, like a burning desire or whatever. but A burning? Do you want to sing? Burning? Burning? <laughs> no. No, I mean, sometimes you just, like, we might have missed somebody. I know one time before I've, I've hurt somebody's feelings, and we got to, don't we have a guest over there? You can at least say hi. Or, hi, say hi. Hey. I'll say this, David. Um, to all of you on the outside, we will be holding the formerly incarcerated People's March in San Antonio on June 1st. Um, it will be a four-day event. Um, look up. Big Homie Street Mentoring, All of Us in Nun, Texas, uh, Steve Huerta, um, and other leaders in San Antonio that will be uh, organizing. Uh, yours truly may be teaching a constitutional class. Come through. Um, we invite you all to come to San Antonio, to such a beautiful city. And what date was that? June 1st. Okay. Put it on your calendar. Look it up. June 1st. In the meantime, we'll stay tuned for Converge. They'll be playing some techno and, and some, some in-house music. So they come straight out of the college, and uh, you can't go wrong. You jam all night long. Have a great weekend, guys.
KPFT artist profile, Mary Gaucher. KPFT is very, very important because it builds community around songwriters. It's about independent people and independent artists who are singing truths and who are being brave. It's about having voices where there's not often a microphone to speak into. There is an independence to all of this that's inspirational and I think deeply American. There's a really important value to being introduced to, to artists that you wouldn't find anywhere else. To give a voice to those who have something to say that hasn't been distilled through the machinery of a corporate entity.